Hi, I'm Molly Weinberg, and I'm a Philly-based lifestyle influencer who gives all the deets when it comes to wellness, travel, even entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Molly Weinberg Podcast, where I chat with experts ranging from gut health specialists to fashion icons and everything in between. I want to share all the specifics to help you live your best life. I'm not sparing any details. Yep, no questions are off limits. Every week, you will walk away from each episode feeling more motivated and more informed than before. Tune in weekly to the Molly Weinberg Podcast to never miss a beat. When I started Beyond Yoga, the goal was to have women feel empowered as they are today in their body, whether they're working out or lounging or shopping or walking. It was athleisure. It was clothes for a more leisurely lifestyle that you could feel good about yourself in. And so, and that back then was also not trending. So active wear and body positivity were not what they are today. As you just heard, Jody Guber-Brufsky, who is the founder, chairwoman, and chief creative officer of Beyond Yoga, a luxury athleisure brand that empowers women of all shapes and sizes, is a badass. In this episode, she shares personal stories of how she grew up, what she struggled with, and how she pretty much set the tone for athleisure wear. This is like 20 years ago, by the way. Prior to Beyond Yoga, Jodi maintained a successful career as a talent agent at William Morris. She later co-founded a full-service event and public relations company. It was so cool hearing those details. Today, Jodi lives in California with her husband, two stepdaughters, and continues to drive the mission and creative vision for Beyond Yoga. And for those wondering, my favorites from Beyond Yoga are the biker shorts and lift your spirits bra. I have this bra in like four colors. It's so comfortable. But anyway, let's get to the episode. Well, the very first thing is I actually was just stalking the Instagram, obviously, and I am obsessed with the electric pink sets. Like what the heck? They're in my cart now. They're so nice. They sold out fast. I mean, we've had to like I, I'm obsessed with the electric pink, the animal print one. It's so cute. It's so cute. And it's so good for summer. Totally. It's like a walking starburst. <laughs> totally. Okay. So you grew up in Hollywood and your dad was a mega producer. Did this kind of alter how you perceived what reality was for the majority of people out there? Well, it's interesting because my parents definitely made a concerted effort to keep me away from that limelight, so to speak. For me, growing up in the entertainment business and being around and seeing what was defined as beautiful definitely had its challenges and created some of my own self-esteem and self-worth issues. Even though it wasn't like necessarily in my face on a day-to-day basis, because my parents didn't surround us with that, so to speak, it still was there. And I still experienced it firsthand, whether it was movie premieres or parties or whatever it was. So I definitely grew up with a skewed sense of self-esteem and self-worth and definitely body image was a struggle for me growing up. So I would definitely say that it impacted my path, but it also brought me here. I guess it was what was supposed to happen because it's what happened. 
Yeah, maybe a blessing in disguise. I think a lot of people, a lot of young women feel the way that you did feel. And it's it's no longer taboo. I feel like 10, 15 years ago, it was hush-hush. If you felt insecure, you kind of just like went with the flow. And now it's like, oh no, I don't need to be like everyone else. Like everybody is beautiful. So there's no need to conform to like these standards. To that point exactly, when I started Beyond Yoga around 20 years ago, I was the West Coast editor of a plus size magazine called Mode. At that time, I was writing articles and doing things for them and it doesn't exist anymore. But at that time, it was definitely an uphill battle to get people involved. Whereas today, if that magazine existed, it would be a no brainer. Everybody would be like, oh yeah, I wanna have a voice there. I want people to know that I'm sharing in that common experience. But back then it was not. Being a plus size model wasn't what it was today. So it was definitely very, very different. And so when I started Beyond Yoga, one of the main reasons that I started Beyond Yoga is I really wanted something that was going to fit and flatter everybody and everybody or many bodies, I should say. I mean, you have to start, you have to start with a sort of a narrower focus. And as we've grown, now we go from extra, extra small to 4X but it took a while to get there. I definitely feel that when I started Beyond Yoga, the goal was to have women feel empowered as they are today in their body, whether they're working out or lounging or shopping or walking, it was athleisure. It was clothes for a more leisurely lifestyle that you could feel good about yourself in. And so, and that back then was also not trending. So active wear and body positivity were not what they are today. And I think one of the reasons that Beyond Yoga is so successful and is at the forefront of, of all of this is because it is authentically who we were from day one. I didn't jump on a bandwagon. I like to say we were the bandwagon. Yes, Nike and Adidas and these big companies existed, of course. We didn't invent, invent active wear, but we are at the forefront of creating it and offering it the way it's offered today. And so I think the authenticity and the integrity of who we were is still at the forefront of who we are. And that's why we are successful at it. Yeah, you are so ahead of the trends or the curve, whatever it may be. It's actually fantastic to see a brand stay true from day one until now, which props to you, really. You know, I really believe in the power of positive thinking, intention setting, mindset, from the words you say to the things you think. And when I started Beyond Yoga, I was very, very clear. I was really clear what I was doing. I was clear about its intention, what I wanted to build. And I've held to that since day one. So, and I don't mean arrogantly, it's not a surprise we are where, where we are today. I mean that with uh, pride and enthusiasm that I stayed true to what we wanted. So it feels very rewarding to have arrived where the vision was moving towards. Yeah, a huge congratulations. And I'm sure you're not done. There's way, way no, more to go. Definitely. Where were you... I guess, work-wise before Beyond Yoga. I read something somewhere that you were doing agency work. I have had many careers. And so for all of you 
listening. Don't be scared to try things, especially from a young age. I think there's so much pressure to know what you want to do going to college. And it is a long road. So experiment, try different things. I went to UCLA right out of college. I moved to New York and I was the model editor for the J. Crew catalog. I went to That's New York so cool. doing that. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. It's great to be away from home. <laughs> and after a year, I came back and I started in production. I worked on uh, the movie Last Action Hero at Columbia Pictures. And I did that. And then a gentleman by the name of Ray Stark, who was like an icon in the entertainment business at the time, he sadly has passed since, but he had thought that I would make a really good agent. So I started in the agency business and I started in the mailroom and worked my way up and became a talent agent for motion picture. I did that for a while. What was that like? Really interesting, really exciting, great experience, a great learning, which I has been super useful for me on my whole path. I feel like all the jobs I've done kind of started here and they all brought me to Beyond Yoga, but they all feed into the success of Beyond Yoga. So for example, being at the agency business, I made a lot of relationships with agents, managers, publicists, which really helped me as I was growing Beyond Yoga, getting the clothes on celebrities, knowing the ins and outs of how the entertainment business worked. So it definitely served me. It was stressful. There was a lot of things about it that were more challenging for me. And I welcomed the challenge, but it also got to the point where I was clear that even though there were things about it I loved, it wasn't what was fueling my bigger passion. So I left that and I went back to school and I got a master's in education. And that was a great experience because I was able to have a really great experience in college, which my college experience at UCLA, I wouldn't say was a great experience. I don't know if I wasn't ready for it or I just didn't take advantage of it, but going through graduate school and approaching it the way I approached it was really satisfying and fulfilling. Were you in California? I was in California. Yes. I went to Pepperdine. I decided I didn't want to be a school teacher and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And my dad basically said to me, you have 30 days to figure it out. And then like, I'm cutting you off. He's like, I will only help you and support you if you're helping yourself and supporting yourself. And I was like, holy shit. So tough um, love. Yes. You know what? At the time it was infuriating. Now I'm so grateful. I see all the lessons. And I also see as a parent myself, how hard it is to parent and to teach those hard lessons. Definitely. So he said, you have 30 days. And so I scrambled and I like to like really sit down and think about what it is I want to do so that there's some intention and desire behind it. And I partnered up with a girlfriend of mine and we basically built a PR and event business. She did a lot of celebrity dressing with high-end fashion houses. And I did a lot of the event stuff and a lot of the PR stuff. We, the three of us did all of it, did all of it. I didn't do the dressing stuff. She did that mostly. And then we did the other stuff together. We built that business and it was really successful. And again, a lot of great relationships I mean, a lot of stylists came through working with her. So I made relationships with stylists, which helped me with Beyond Yoga. I made relationships with editors, 
but I realized it wasn't what I really loved. And so I left that. I decided I was going, I really love helping people. That's like at the core of everything. That's what I really love. And so I decided to be a yoga teacher and a life coach. And all this time I was doing yoga and I was building up a yoga teacher training. I had done a few teacher trainings. So I started teaching yoga and doing life coaching. And I realized I still, something was still missing. I wanted to still do, I loved business and there was something, some essence that was missing. So I sat down and thought about what do I love? What do I want to do? What fires me up? What am I passionate about? And like I said, I loved helping people. I then started working at Mode at the, at the magazine, just kind of in tandem with when I was working at the, um, when I was building the PR company, which was called Beyond PR. Clever. And so I was like, what do I love? I, I, I really was into body positivity. I loved yoga. I loved fitness. I loved wellness and kind of opened myself up to like, what should I do? And it came to me to start an activewear brand. How and, old are you at this time? Um, this was in around 2000. So 20 um, years ago. 20 years ago. So I was 30, 30, 30-ish. Age is a mindset anyway. So, cause I'm living to 150. So I don't even know. You know. Yes. So at the time, way back then, I found blanks that I really liked and I started doing stuff to the blanks, whether it was printing on them or tweaking them in different ways to see if I even liked it and if people liked what I was creating. And I found that I liked it and people liked what I was creating. And I went to a business associate of my mom's and I was chatting with him and he said to me, do something with one of the bigger uh, fitness companies. Most people would have said, you're crazy, you know, but instead, I really sat down and thought about, okay, how could I go about doing this? How, what would that look like? And I opened myself up to possibility. So little backstory, my family's always been very spiritual. My parents were doing yoga since I was basically born and I saw them doing it all the time. Tony Robbins is one of my dad's best friends. Deepak Chopra is a family friend. So there were a lot of influences in my life that led me to have a mindset of positivity and openness and the power of your words and your thoughts. And so I was like, okay, let's see what can happen. And very quickly after that, I got a phone call from Fila from the sports company to do PR for them because a friend who knew me from beyond PR recommended me to do PR for them. And it's like celebrity dressing. And I, they called me and I said, look, I'm not in PR anymore. I'm a yoga teacher and a life coach. And I'm going to make a, a, an activewear line. And they said, well, what if we make your activewear line with you? I said, then I do PR. And I started with them and it was beyond yoga by Fila and only beyond yoga was on the outside of the clothing. And I worked with them for about two years, two, two plus minus years. I lose track of how long, two, three years, something like that. When you got this call, were you like, holy shit, this is happening? Or you were like, okay, this was meant to be positive thoughts. I manifested this. Let's bring it on. Both. Okay. Because I did manifest it, but it's also holy shit. You know, it's also like, wow, I got this. I can do this. Did you ever in creating this brand from day one till now ever have imposter syndrome? There is no, we all do. Everyone does. 
I'll get to the imposter. Remind me, I'll get to that in a second. So I started building Beyond Yoga with Fila. And then one day they came to me and they said, we want you to help us with Fila and not Beyond Yoga. And as much as that was flattering, exciting, I wasn't in it for just a job or a paycheck. So I was in it for what Beyond Yoga was about, which was body positivity and clothing for everybody and everybody. And so I had to say no and leave them. And it took a little while to regroup and figure out my financing and relaunch Beyond Yoga on my own. And so uh, from the very beginning of Beyond Yoga, I started and I needed some help. This gentleman who I had just recently met who reached out to me, found me online or something. I, I can't even remember how it happened, but we met. I wasn't sure if he wanted to go on a date or be friends or be in business, but <laughs> we ended up meeting. I love it. And I shared with him I needed to find somebody. And he introduced me to this woman, Michelle Whaler, who I interviewed. And at the time I told her, you know, you might think I'm crazy, but Beyond Yoga is supported by the universe and it's going places. And she basically started working for me and cut to 16 years later, she's my business partner and she's amazing. And I couldn't imagine doing this without her, but you know, at the time, a random relationship with a guy who I barely knew introducing me to a random woman who I barely knew and cut to, you know, here we are. But my point is when we both started, neither of us had ever worked in a manufacturing, neither of us have had owned a business, neither of us had gone to business school. And so together we self-taught ourselves. And so absolutely imposter syndrome comes up. It's like, holy shit, I have no fucking clue how to do this. And so we definitely reinvented the wheel some, a bunch of times. And at the time one would have thought, well, isn't it easier to hire somebody? And that definitely crossed our minds, but we saw early on the benefit of doing it ourselves, which also had a financial benefit because you didn't have to hire as many people. You had to wear more hats, but what it taught us was we really understood all the different areas of the business. So as we grew and as we hired people, we understand the challenges they were having. We understood the pitfalls. And so it allowed us to have more understanding of the employees and more compassion, more patience. So yes, imposter syndrome came up on a regular basis, but I think we got to a certain point where we really owned it. That's wonderful. I'm curious when this random guy connected you with Michelle and you interviewed her, what were you interviewing her for? What were you hoping she said in the interview? And what were the questions that you're like, okay, I need her to answer this. And if she answers this well, she's on board with me. I needed somebody who was smart and resourceful, who was willing to help me with whatever it was that I needed help with. And because it was just the beginning, I needed help with everything. She said, yes, we started working together. So pretty soon into the working relationship, I she heard me on the phone with the designer who was remote explaining what I wanted. And I was like, and I was struggling to explain the drawing because you needed line sheets to show the stores. And she heard me. And when I got on the phone, she said, you know, my background is in graphic design. I think I can help you. And so I was like, great. So she went home and did what she thought I needed and then decided to be 
resourceful and sketch some other designs. And she came back and she showed me. And I said to her, uh, she quotes me. She's like, I think our relationship is about to change. And wow. so that was like the, the growth of our relationship started very early. She was like my right hand and it just grew and she took on more and more responsibility. And it's hard because when you first have something and it's your baby, you know, and you're having someone help you with your baby, it's like, well, do you know how to dress my baby? Do you know how to wash my baby? As time went on, I had to surrender more and more. And it's hard in the beginning to not micromanage. I mean, for sure. I'm sure if she would hear, she would tell, she would tell you that there was a lot of micromanaging in the beginning. Cause it's like, you have to build the trust to be able to go, okay, you could, you got this. I mean, now we're at a place where we have, you know, 80 employees and we have to trust a lot of things, but the path getting there was, was, uh, interesting for us. It, it was a process. Yeah. It's interesting because I interview obviously a lot of people and a lot of them tend to be founders or higher ups, let's say in companies. And I always like to ask, do you find it more useful to learn all of the positions in the beginning to know how to best operate your company and then hire? Or do you take the seat of CEO, CMO, whatever it is, and then sit back, do your job and immediately hire for what you don't know to save time. And your situation is so interesting because you took the opportunity to know the ins and outs. And then as time went on, you had the opportunity to hire in as your business grew. So you really, I feel like had the best of both worlds. I did. I also think that it depends also how you finance your company. I was very lucky to be self-financed. My parents were my seed money investors. I didn't ever have to take on more money and give away any of the business, which forced us to wear more hats, to grow the business more efficiently, but also kept us with the full ownership of the business. And I think a lot of the times when you raise money, you have to hire people part and parcel with that experience. I think now I haven't done that, so I can't speak to that completely, but it seems that that is what I've seen happen many times. Like I said, pros and cons to everything, but we like that we've maintained the ownership of the business and the autonomy and the control because we're in control of our destiny. So it's been a great, great ride. That's awesome. I read this quote of yours and I wanted to share Yoga changed my outlook on life. I became more focused on intention and integrity. This drew me to launch Beyond Yoga so I could inspire other women to feel as empowered as I do. I just thought it was really powerful. And I was curious if you still feel the same. I'm sure you do. And if your partner at the time, was she really into yoga? And was she as spiritual or was she at least willing to be open-minded and was like, let's just go for this and empower every single woman we can. I wouldn't say that she came from a yogic spiritual background. Um, although when we first started working together, I worked out of my home. I had a, a guest bedroom and I put the office in the second bedroom. She'd come in the morning. We'd go, both of us in our Beyond Yoga, we'd go to the sports club, LA at the time, it's now called Equinox, but we'd go to the sports club, which was walking distance from my apartment. We'd work out, we'd come back, we'd both shower, and then we would put on new Beyond Yoga and get to work. So she was totally open-minded. She's just, she was just a real go-getter and really proactive human from day one. So I think she was 
open and ready to succeed at whatever it was that she did. I think that she has probably as a function of me become more spiritual and more yoga centric from the relationship and from the business. Um, but she's just an amazing woman and I'm blessed to have her as my partner. And as my friend, I call her, she's my family, you know, she's, that's so sweet. I love her children and her husband also works with us and he's our CFO, uh, COO. Incredible. How do you say that you stand out? Because back then, Nike, Adidas, these other huge brands, there's even more now because the fast forward, the however many years, what's your opinion on how Beyond Yoga really stands out in today's Again, I think it's what I said to you earlier on that who we were from its inception is who we are today. And today, body positivity is so important and inclusivity and diversity. And that's what we were about from the beginning. All shapes and sizes, all ethnicities, the authenticness, the realness of that is what stands out to me. And also quality and fit have been of primary importance to us from day one. And that really stands out to our clients as well, which is why we're in the top three of most of the big accounts that exist. Yeah, the quality is to die for. I'm I'm in love. I actually, do people ever tell you that they wear their, I think it's called the biker shorts, like underskirts and dresses, because I, I'm actually wearing one of the Beyond Yoga bras now and I love it. But when I get dressed up, I don't like the feeling of being like, like in my clothes, but I just want a little like extra support there. And when it's like windy, I'm always like so nervous. I just going to fly. And I started wearing the beyond yoga biker shorts because I was like, they're so comfortable. They feel like my own skin. They are pretty seamless and I have them in all different colors. So I just kind of pair with what I'm wearing for the day. But is this like a norm or am I just a weirdo? Uh, no, I think a lot of people do that. I mean, a lot of the times when we make our our dresses, you know, a bunch of our dresses have it, have the biker short built in. So um, I think you are definitely not alone. Okay, that's good. <laughs> How did COVID go for Beyond Yoga? Did it like screw you guys royally or because athleisure wear was like number one thing to be buying, like loungewear, athleisure, sweatpants, which I guess kind of falls in the lounge. So I'm assuming sales were skyrocketing, but manufacturing might have been like plummeting. I say this with pride while trying to be humble at the same time, because I know COVID affected many people negatively and it breaks my heart that people had to go out of business. We were very lucky. It definitely was what everybody wanted and we were ready and we were able to pivot and really make sure that we had a bunch of manufacturing houses, a lot of fabric on hand. And we were able to not just survive, but thrive. Amazing. Amazing. Because your brand is so inclusive, especially with sizing, do you have a typical consumer? I think that we are many things to many people. I think because we have so much inclusivity and diversity with body sizes, and I think that we have a broader audience, and I think that audience is growing as more people become aware of what we offer and who we can dress. But I think that who our customer is, is a wide range of ages and sizes and ethnicities. 
totally makes sense because it seems as though you cater to a huge audience. You actually just reminded me of a question. How did you first bring Beyond Yoga to the market? And what way do you find it to be the best to market in today's market? <laughs> market, market. So when I first launched Beyond Yoga with Fila, I had Fila behind me. So I definitely had a sales team, a sales force. And so it was a little bit different. But when I relaunched it on my own, we created our own line sheets. We had our own sales force. We hired uh, sales reps and they were all out in the field. And they were, I we found people that were already working either with lifestyle clothing, active wear. But I will say, again, a little bit of an uphill battle. I'd go to some of the fashion stores, like at the time, Scoop was a big fashion account, which has since closed. But I remember going to them and they're like, no, no. And they kept turning me down. I'm like, that's okay. I'll sell to you when you, when you say yes. And cut to, they ended up coming to us and we said yes. And it was definitely uphill. You know, I remember going to all the department stores and being like, I'm telling you guys, this is going to sell for you. It's going to sell. And now we're in all the department stores and you had to stay true, stick to your guns. I mean, when I launched Beyond Yoga after Fila, it was very important to me that we went from extra small to extra large. Even though our extra large didn't sell at all and our large barely sold, it didn't matter. For me, it was important that it was there because that's what we were about. You know, season after season, we would definitely have those left over, but I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to, and then finally the tipping point, we started selling more larges. We started selling extra larges to now we go from extra, extra small to 4X. I actually wanted to ask you when you first started creating, was your main priority the sizes or quality or maybe made in the USA? Like what was like the number one thing you're like, Beyond Yoga has to fulfill this? It wasn't one thing. We needed to be size inclusive, made in the USA, and really care about uh, fit uh, and quality. And, and it's never wavered. Those have always been like pillars for us. One wasn't at the expense of the other. One had to exist with the other. It shows. It's great. You. Do you have a hero product? Like everything's amazing, but do you have one product that's just like, this is the Beyond Yoga number one. It's a bestseller. We love it as staff. I think our space die is definitely up there, but seasonally, like when the biker shorts came out, they were a huge hit and have remained super strong. Our high-waisted midi space die legging, I would probably say is up there. I need to get my hands on those. How involved are you in the creation process from day to day? Well, in the beginning, I was the creation process. And then Michelle and I were the creation process and we designed, we had a designer, but we really did everything. We're very, very involved in down to the minutia. And then as we grew, we hired a designer. We worked hand in hand with her. And as we grew, we hired a design team. We worked hand in hand with them. Now there's more macro overseeing, but Michelle and I still sit in the, fittings and we still comment. I literally, while we were sitting here talking, I saw a message come up on my screen about something that I emailed about the fitting from today about what the, the, was it a drop crotch on this jumpsuit or not? 
when I notice something, even if it's small, I say it because I'd rather say it and it be like not needed to be said than not having said it and been like, I knew I should have said it. So we still are involved and we still sometimes get into the micro, but I definitely am more macro. I am more involved with creative and overseeing and seeing what direction we're going in than I am on the day-to-day stuff now. Who, I guess, is the person that decides what the next style is going to be? And is that happening seasonally or are there two main drops a year? What's that looking like? We have four seasons and then within each season, we have three deliveries. So every month there's new colors, new styles. And then on the website, we also have e-com only styles. So it changes and the styles are dictated by the design team. And very often Michelle and I over the years will be like, we want to put this style in. What about this style? I saw this. I think this is trending. So it's a, it's a team effort, but we have a really amazing design team. Yeah. I feel like if I were you or Michelle, I'd be like, um, did you guys see this? Or I really like this. Like I wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut because you just want to be so invested. You can't stop. Do you have plans to have in-person Beyond Yoga stores? We have talked about brick and mortar many, many times. We felt very lucky that we didn't have them when the pandemic hit. We do talk about it. We've contemplated some pop-ups. So I would say they are very likely in Beyond Yoga's future, thoughtfully and strategically. I like that. I put up a question uh, box yesterday, as you saw, and a few followers asked, quite a few questions. So one of the main questions, which I'm kind of condensed into one, what's the best material and cut for curvy girls? I am a curvy girl. Um, My favorite legging is the high-waisted midi. So it's high-waisted. I'm 5'7". And so the midi is like, it's not a capri because I don't like capri length on me. The long is too long. So it's just a perfect length. So I like that. And then, I mean, I love space dye. Whenever there's printed space dye, it's my fave. The space dye is so soft that you just feel so good in it. Like you always want to touch your legs in it. I will say that if you're curvier and bustier, the space dye tops, if you really want to do some like hardcore working out, I would say you want more support. Like sometimes I'll put a bra and a cami so that I have double bra support, but the space dye bra or space dye top alone sometimes for curvier and bustier is not as supportive. Another question. How long does it take from start to finish when dreaming up a product to getting it onto the site to sell? It all depends. Sometimes we have a style that we come up with that's similar enough to an old style, but different. And we can use the pattern and tweak it. And we're able to pivot, get a fabric, get it out there quickly. Other times it could take a few months from the time we come up with an idea, get the fit right, get the fabric right. So it all depends. I saw on the site that Beyond Yoga is really invested in the community in many ways of giving back. Can you speak on that a little bit? Giving back is really important to us, both in our immediate community and even in a broader community. So when there were fires, we did things for all the victims of the fire who lost their homes, lost their clothes. We donated clothes. 
We donate money. We have done boots on the ground things where we go and we have helped. We've gone to places where we've planted trees. So we're always trying to better our community, better our environment, reduce our carbon footprint. So that is very important to us as a company. That's so nice. You mentioned that you have children. Do you instill values in them about body positivity and loving themselves to the utmost capacity? Is that something that's like always on your mind? I have two stepdaughters and you know, one of the things you learn when you have children and you can reflect on yourself when you were younger, when your parents told you to do things, you were like, no. And they always say youth is wasted on the young, the youth or my girls to like get it. They'd be so far ahead. But I always say, I use this example, a two-year-old can't read the fountainhead or whatever book you want to pick. A four-year-old can't X, Y, or Z. A 12-year-old can't A, B, or C. So whatever it is, you only can do what you can do when you're ready to do it. And so youth is wasted on the young, I think is something that will always exist because we can only get something when we're ready to get it. So I try to, I try to be loving. I try to teach. I try to impart my words of wisdom. Sometimes it falls on deaf ears. Sometimes it doesn't. I try to be loving and patient, but sometimes we're just not. Sometimes we're, even though we're parents with air quotes, we're overwhelmed by our own life. We're still humans, you know? What, what are you like personally when it comes to routines? Are you a routine freak or every day looks really different to you? I am very much routine. I very much have a schedule and I'm really into self-care. And so I have to spend a good amount of time trying to find the time to do certain things so that I can get everything in because it's a big day, busy day. What are some of your favorite ways to practice self-care? So for me, self-care is everything from how I eat, how I talk to myself, how I stay connected to my friends and family. So I try to eat really healthy. I try to eat organic and clean. I What's like, an example of like your go-to clean, healthy, but you love the taste dinner? I love vegetables. I love roasted cauliflower and roasted Brussels sprouts. So like- yeah. I love them. Other people, when they come over to my house and they have mine, they usually like them too. But, you know, so I love vegetables, but I eat all kinds of stuff. I mean, I'll eat brown rice pasta with sauteed vegetables and olive oil and nutritional yeast. I'll have wild salmon and sauteed zucchini. I'll have sauteed pork with vegetables, which I know is not very Jewish of me. I will have, um, <laughs> That's so funny. you know, breakfast is like oatmeal with protein powder and reishi powder and elderberry powder and some stevia and some nuts. That sounds amazing. I try to have variety as much as possible, but I definitely am creature of habit. Like I have like three breakfasts that I rotate during the week. I have like four or five lunches and four or five dinners that I rotate because I like what I like. I think that's actually way more common than most people would think. What is one product you're so obsessed with right now that you actually are recommending it to all of your friends? Other than Beyond Yoga, of course. Of course. I'm always recommending things. I'm always, I'm the eternal like researcher. You're the connector. You're connecting things to people, people to people. 
right now, um, I love Zach Bush is uh, a doctor in the wellness community and he has a product called um, Ion Biome. And I use that religiously. It's for gut health and brain health. And I use that regularly. I love it. It's like a capsule or you put it in your food? Liquid and you you put it in your mouth and you swish it around for 30 seconds and swallow it hmm. three times a day before I eat. What other things do I love? Um, I love, there's this company called Dada and they have cauliflower popcorn florets that are like kind of like a air dried cauliflower with nutritional yeast that are delicious. That sounds so good. One of my things that I love, I love these chocolate chips. They're by this company called Crave and they're stevia sweetened and they're chocolate chips and I love them. Yum. Have you ever tried Hugh Kitchen? Their chocolate gems? Hugh Kitchen. I eat their uh, chocolate mint. Yes. Mm, delicious. I mean, I could go on and on. I have so that I love. I know. Um, when I make guacamole, I use um, by a company called Rhythm Beet Chips and they're just air dried beets instead of potato chips. And they're super delicious with guacamole and crudite. I love, uh, I use Fortuna skincare. It's a natural skincare. I'm always telling people about that. Are you into clean beauty or you'll use whatever's on the shelf? No, I am into clean beauty. I do use some things that aren't hundred percent clean, but I try to rotate so that I'm getting uh, enough of clean beauty. Yeah. Whatever. So whenever I find things, I like to share them. That's just kind of what I, I how, you roll. how I roll. Awesome. For people who want to learn more about you and Beyond Yoga, can you share with us how to find you? What's your Instagram? What's Beyond Yoga's Instagram? Uh, Beyond Yoga is beyondyoga.com. Instagram is at Beyond Yoga. For me, it's at Jody Gubarbrowski. That's my Instagram. And you can always send me a DM. Yeah, that's really how we connected. Yep. What made you get into doing a podcast? I love to talk. And I love to listen to stories. I love to tell stories. So I was like, I feel like this is just like a natural progression of the brand. But I actually, you know, I was a freshman in college and we had, I was part of Hillel, which is like one of the Jewish groups on campus. And they had networking events where freshmen and sophomores could go get paired with people. And as a mentor, they asked different questions. This one mentor says to me, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm not exactly sure yet. I'm figuring this out. And he said, well, what do you like to do? And I said, I like to help people. And he told me, he was like, that's a horrible answer. He's like, everyone likes to help people. You need to get specific. And I was so offended that he said that because I was like, that's not true. Like not everyone likes to help people. There are people out there that's not going to ever be their answer. They want to help themselves. They want to get a paycheck. They want to be successful, whatever that means to them. So to hear you say that, I was like, oh, wow, like we align. I like this. That that was really nice. And when I first graduated, I worked at a law firm because I was like, I want to go to law school one day. After like four months of being there, I was like, I hate my life. Like I need to get out of this. So I definitely took a pay cut and I started working at a Jewish nonprofit, but I loved it. And I was like helping students find their paths and going on coffee dates and talking a lot. <laughs> so it all worked out. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm involved in an organization called I Am That Girl, trying to figure out what they're going to do right now, but I've done fundraising for them and it's, it's a nonprofit to help young girls kind of like a modern day sorority of sorts where they come together and they talk about topics. And I just always have had an affinity to helping people. So 
even now, whether it's my friends or whatever it is, I always like to try to pay it forward. Yeah, that's really nice. Are you like a connector person? Because I find myself being like, I love to, I get like joy out of being like, oh, you need a job, you need an apartment. Here, these two people need to, I just love it. It's weird. People are like, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I am I'm the same way. I do love connecting people. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Is there anything that you would like to share with the world before I let you go? You know, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And while you were asking me questions, sometimes my mind would wander or not mine would wander, but my mind would like be thinking about what I'm going to say. And then, you know, we live in this crazy technological world where information is always coming at us. And sometimes I think, oh, should I, should I, write down answers beforehand. And whether it's right or wrong, I like to be as authentically, that word is overused, but I like to be as like honest and in the moment as possible. So I don't have any prepared answers. So sometimes I think when I'm on these podcasts, I'm like, am I making sense? Does that make sense? But I feel like I'd rather be just real and myself and in the moment than be pre-planned. So hopefully everything I said makes sense and flowed because this is me. It was perfect. And I could not have had like a better episode with you. This was wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Now I'm going to go eat lunch. I'm hungry. Yeah, please. Maybe some cauliflower popcorn. (laughs) It sounds so good. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with your friends, family, loved ones, really anyone who you think would gain value from this episode. And if you're feeling up for it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It means so, so much.